Welcome to this week's Tension Minute Comics. I'm Alex Dushback. And new year, new me. And this week we're going to be talking about our top five returning TV shows of the year. Uh, it's a small preview of our best top ten of the year episodes coming in the next couple of weeks. And we'll be talking about the best or the top ten comic book series of the decade. Yeah, we came up with a consensus. We both came up with our top ten lists. Uh, actually, we came up with like top 15-ish. And we... Broke them down and figured out what we thought was the uh, consensus henchman of comics, top 10 comics of the decade. And before we begin, spoilers for everything we talk about, although I kind of feel like for the comics, there'll be a little bit lighter spoilers. Well, we're talking about some books that recently came out. Yeah, and with stuff with that we think people should read, so we definitely don't want to jump in spoiler. Yeah, I think with what we're talking about, some of the things just came out recently, but everything has a trade released, so it's... Yeah. Uh, Deal with it. But before we get into that... We need to have our in memoriam. It's the year end, and ah, we yes. need to talk about everything that we lost. And so, before we get to our top five training TV shows, I'm going to talk about all the television shows that aired their final episode in the year 2019. Yeah, if you some were canceled, minutes of some were scheduled in. When I do this in my mind, I, for some reason, I picture the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> Which we, we can't afford to play that, but as you're listening, just play that in the background. We don't and have really enough listeners them. for it to really matter, but just to yeah. be safe, I'd rather not get my ass sued. So here it is in no particular order. We say goodbye to Gotham, The Gifted, oh, wow, 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 wow. Punisher. You gotta go slower than this. Happy, Cloak and Dagger, The Tick, iZombie, Krypton, Legion, Jessica Jones, Preacher, Runaways, Dudley Class, uh, Swamp Thing, and Daybreak. I like that you went through that. At fucking breakneck speed, you uh, said we're gonna have this in memoriam. Yes, because but speed all it up. shows deserve equal time, no more, no less. So one show could have been someone's favorite show entirely. Okay, well that's a nice segue yeah, into somebody, our top five returning shows of the year. Oh yeah, if somebody thinks that something is better than something else and they are absolutely wrong, we should make them feel bad about their opinions, because it is an opinion, and you're welcome to it. Sure. I want you to like whatever you want. But if you like something that I think is shit, I'm going to let you know. Okay. Well, Speaking of, Alex, yeah. what's your uh, number five uh, returning show for the year? My number five was one that did end this year. Uh, it was The Tick uh, on Amazon. Yes, I was yes, sad to see it yes, go. Yes, yes. Uh, no superhero show quite has the humor of that show. Like we talked about Harley Quinn a few weeks ago. And while that show is hilarious, and I've been enjoying it and watching it since. The humor of The Tick is just so good natured that it's just so different than what you get in anything else. And I'm sad to see it gone. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think that the Jurassic Park theme song is sad enough. Give me the Sarah McLaughlin uh, Dead Animals commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music. sure. The ASCAP commercial. I will remember. That's that, all I can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legally. Yeah, legally. <laughs> the satire is legally protected. <laughs> Supreme Court said so. Yeah, okay, I, what was your number five? Uh, number five for me was Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. Uh, it was great. A uh, really yeah. good season of Jessica Jones. And it was it up. The, way better than the second season. It was. And it was actually, sadly, the probably the biggest like loss of the year was the ending of the Netflix Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah we got to say goodbye to Daredevil uh, after a fantastic final season. Goodbye to Luke Cage after a strong second season. And goodbye to Iron Fist after a stronger second season, too. Yeah. The yeah. second season didn't suck. Totally. Yeah. Totally. My number four season that universe, and it was The Punisher. Uh, and I really like 
season two of the Punisher. It wasn't strong as the first, but it was still really good. And with villains that like you just love to hate, and just seeing Frank Castle just do his thing was just so enjoyable on screen. Just watching that man scream is. Uh, you can go look up videos of it on YouTube. Just the Punisher scream mm-hmm. and just a compilation of it, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's what you do in your free time. Like, it's, it's how you get pumped. It's better yeah. to me than every other returning show that we're not about to mention. <laughs> before you leave a training, <laughs> you play that cop before. Uh, actually, that's how I open every training. <laughs> and close. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I'm a trainer for yeah. a cell phone company. Yeah. I travel around and train new hire and managers and all kinds of shit. And that's how I open up every class. It's just Frank Castle screaming. Perfect. So, yeah. what was your number four? Uh, the Tick. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think we talked about that show recently. Yeah, uh, I think we have. Uh, Danger Boat. Uh, absolutely great with the guy from the Apple commercials. Uh, probably my favorite part. I thought uh, Danger Boat was Alan Tudyk. Was he in Apple commercials? Justin Long was in Apple oh, commercials. Was it Alan Tudyk? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Alan Tudyk. Oh, I thought who it was is in the... Harley Quinn? Who we already mentioned. I could have sworn that Danger Boat was the. Oh no! I no, no I think you're right. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is his name? Uh, John something, I feel like. Yeah, John Hodgkins. Yeah. Lymphoma. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think John it was John Hodgman, Hodgkins. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. John Hodgkins? Well, we're professionals. We have we yeah. both have phones in our hands yeah. that we could easily find this answer. No. We refuse. No. We're also talking into a computer. We have yeah. three things that could research this answer for yeah. you, but instead we're going to take the time to explain why we're not doing it. Yeah, exactly. We're going to we my you. number three, uh, which was Titans. Uh Season two featured Deathstroke. It featured Superboy. It featured Crypto the Superdog. It featured Rose. It was an amazing season with amazing cast. It featured Bruce Wayne heavily. It was just an amazing television. Like all the DC shows are way better than they have any right to be. And Titans season two was even stronger than the first season. I loved it. Uh, I looked forward to it every single week. Uh, my number three is one that I highly doubt you have on your list. Uh, and based off of what I can see from here, I can't see any words. And now you hit it. Thanks, asshole. Uh, they all look like one or two words. Um, Not, mine's a title of a bare naked lady song, but add one an week. expletive. One week. Oh, wait, Heck no, yeah. That's not, that's not them, I don't think. Uh, the end of the fucking world. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that uh, them? Is that yeah. the bare naked ladies? No, no, no. It's, as far as I don't think so, no. We're talking about It's the end it, of the world. Yeah. Which, well, that's a different song title. And that's, and that's REM. It is How REM. dare you yeah. confuse oh, darn. REM. With bare naked ladies, same thing, right? Or am and bare naked ladies is the same no, thing. No, one's Canadian and one's from Athens, Georgia. <laughs> oh god! So neither of them are very good. That is what you're telling me. Oh, you're killing me. Uh, this <laughs> this didn't make my list, but I did enjoy season two. I didn't like it as much as season one. We actually never talked about the the show season one or two. Uh, yeah, on the air. Because um, neither of us have read the comic either. It's true. Not that that stopped us before, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Bonnie. Like, I like Bonnie in a spell, but like to me, the magic of season one was a two-leads chemistry with one another. Yeah. Or anti-chemistry, like w- whatever you call it. Uh, I love Plato. both of the two main characters and then giving them a real villain to work across from. And you're rooting for these people that last season, you're like... Oh man, these people are horrible, but I also love them. And then now giving them something to root for uh, was was absolutely wonderful. And then the soundtrack to all this stuff soundtrack was great. Yeah. Is so beautiful, and it's they discover these insane artists that nobody's ever heard of, uh, unless you are these- like the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, <laughs> Queen. Someone should make a movie about the guys in Queen. Yeah. Or the Rolling Stones or the Beatles. Yes, yes. I don't think anybody's ever done those. And things. it's pronounced Beatles. Beatles. Um, we should talk about that song that they wrote uh, tomorrow, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. 
Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's about how all good things happen tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah. And how there's no troubles tomorrow. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my number two uh, is a show that I don't think we'll ever see anything like it. And of course we could because he, this creator makes other TV shows, but Legion ah, uh, yes, by yes. Noah Hawley. Uh, it was a near perfect, I mean, quite costly, a perfect, I mean, final season of television all the way through. Let me interrupt you real fast because my number two is also Legion. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, I knew it'd be on your list. I just didn't know where. Uh, it's, there's just, I mean, it was cast so well. The season three really upped the ante as far as like, like batshit stuff out there. And like, if that's not your kind of thing, I get it. But like, like I love Fargo. I love Noah Holly And even when he does weird stuff in Fargo, it's not like he does in Legion. And I don't like weirdness for the sake of being weird. Like this weirdness felt like it had a purpose. It felt like it fit the tone of the character. And just the show in general. Yeah. You get randomly a bit of the shield in yeah. one of the episodes and you're like, uh, did something bad just happen? I don't understand. And we got Matthew Good, uh, who played Ozymandias in the Rewatch movie, uh, yeah. to play Charles Xavier uh, for a couple episodes. I thought he did an excellent job with Charles Xavier, too. Uh, who doesn't love to see Charles Xavier? Yeah. I mean, Magneto at times, Apocalypse at times. <laughs> I mean, Brain yeah. at yeah. times. Depends. Really Sometimes depends. Wolverine. Yeah. Um, okay. So, my number one, my number one show of the year is my favorite comic book shows of TV shows of all time. Uh, maybe my favorite of all time preacher. Uh, I wanted the show to go on for seven more years. Sadly, it ended its run after four good years. Uh, the final season was amazing. Uh, Cassie never got to ask God sadly about what's the deal with the big or the big Lebowski. Uh, but we did get to have, what's the deal? With big Lebowski? We did get to have great moments like, uh, Jesus Christ being jealous of Humperdue, uh, learning to break dance a tricky to try and uh, prove to God that he's his favorite son and not Humperdue. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it was an absolutely amazing episode. As far as casting goes, uh, the three leads, uh, Ruth Nega, uh, Dominic Cooper, and oh, I forgot Cassie's name after the play. Yeah. Jo- Joseph Gilgan, uh, were all amazing. And this is a show that I will rewatch again and again. Well, uh, had I watched that show, I'm sure it would have been in my top five. This is where Alex has a distinct advantage over me and Alex's opinions. And this is the only time that I will ever say this. I think his opinions are more valid than mine. Finally. Uh, finally. Today yeah, is I my mean, day. Just like that Beatles song. Not tomorrow. Not it's today. <laughs> That's my song. Yes. Yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Satire. <laughs> Satire. Don't sue us, please. Uh, my number one was Punisher. You talked about it. Yeah. Um, if Frank Castle, oh, oh go ahead. You, no, 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 no. Like you ha- you're holding your hands up like Silence Slave. You're here first. I, I know. I know. Talk about slave. casting a lot, and <laughs> the casting for the Marvel Netflix shows was great for the most part, especially for the heroes. But John Barenthal was an amazing Punisher. John Barenthal's great. It's gonna be hard for me to see someone else's Punisher like for whenever someone else takes the mantle of Wolverine from Hugh Jackman. Like that'll be hard for me. Like Barenthal was that for me in the in the Marvel yeah. years. Him and really uh uh whatever her name is, Jessica Jones. I can't remember her name right now. Uh Kristen Ritter. Uh, yeah. Kristen yeah. Ritter. Uh how about how about this? We give John Barenthal Wolverine. Uh yeah, I see no problem with that. Yeah. And but he has to wear the Punisher logo the whole time. <laughs> I'm down with that. That would be an amazing tell. So, do you think there's anybody better? Can you think of a better cast uh, casting for for Wolverine uh, off the top of your head? Yes. Hit me, uh, Michael Sarah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, or the guy that plays McLovin. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. He already he has experience with like in being in kick ass playing Red Mist. Yeah, I saw yeah. him outside of Amoeba Records yeah. in L.A. True story. Yeah. Uh, how about Jacob Tremblay? Uh, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. 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 Or if you want to like, I know like if we don't have like a white guy play him, it could be Sidney Poitier. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. 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 I'm in for that. Yeah. <laughs> so me, you're welcome, <laughs> Disney Marvel. These ideas will only yeah. cost you $8,000. Yeah. Or just like a free ticket to Disney World. You, you have to include the flights. I'm going there next month and it's kind of already paid for. Are you so going like, to World or Land? I'm going to Land. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to World. Yeah. Quit trying to jazz it up. Hey, I've been to World in the last five years. Uh-huh. Uh, Epcot's a piece of shit I found out. Epcot's amazing. No, it's, why? Listen, why? you're going to have to settle this on our Disney versus Disney podcast. <laughs> well, I know we're on episode 500 there. It's a real deep dive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think what our list shows us is that next when we do this, we're going to have our work cut out for us because four of my top five shows have ended this year. And I think all yeah. five of yours ended this year, if I'm correct. Uh, end of the fucking world. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, th- th- that one we don't know because there's been no word yet, yeah. whether renewal or cancellation. So uh, we're, we're going to have to jump on the boat for uh having some trouble for that next year i feel like yeah Um, but why don't you want to go and jump into our top comics of the decade oh yes alex has the list here because we just compiled this uh and i think us telling each other what we had ranked was the most pre-work that you and i have ever done for a podcast probably it was exhausting get ready for the best uh bit of podcasting you've ever heard us do okay well there's no pressure so oh wait wait do we have a word from our sponsor first uh, I don't know, do we? Uh, I'm not, I'm not tired of sponsorships. Oh, yeah. I thought this was on you. So I guess no. we don't have a sponsor this week. Way to drop the ball on that one. Yeah. Uh, God is our sponsor. Well, naturally. <laughs> he's always watching us. Just do it. I'm sorry he's not watching you guys at the moment because he's watching us. But, I mean, what can you say? He loves to watch people podcast. He doesn't like to listen. Likes to watch them being done. Uh, I hope he keeps asking himself. us to simulcast on YouTube and we, we refuse. Yeah. Because we will not sell ourselves to Google. Google, we will. Just, I mean, it just takes a little bit of cash. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, our number 10 comic of the decade is Thor by Jason Aaron. Basically, his entire run from the start yep. from uh, from the Thor, Thor to the Jane Aaron Thor to the Unworthy Thor to... Jane Aaron? I mean, Jane... I almost said Jane Austen. Wow. That would be way cool. <laughs> yeah. I would... That would have been my number one comic of the year. Jane Austen Thor. Austin is Thor. Uh, Fuck yeah. To... Uh, call it? What's her last name? Uh, Jane. Jane what? I don't know. Thor doesn't have a last name. Jane Foster, you stupid uh, bitch. Jane Thorson. Jane uh, Thorson. Jane Odinson. Uh, to, I mean, everything about that run is amazing. I, I know it's an issue. Like, anytime Matt and I get a new issue or a new trade, like something like we devour instantly. Mm-hmm. Because there, even, there are no bad issues. Like, even like the issues that don't like, are like life-changing story points are still at the very worst a lot of fun. Uh, and it's something that oh, do, is it fun when uh, Jane Foster's dying of cancer for an entire run? Yes, uh, <laughs> it actually is. Yeah, fun. yeah. It's, so it's amazing comic. Yeah, it's, it's great writing. And to be able to do that for one character for like that arc, especially for a character that's had decades, decades of history, to do what Jason Aaron did for him is is truly incredible. Yep. Uh, and Isad Ribic's art on that was just transcendent on that on that first yeah four I volumes. Agree. 
Uh, our number nine is Batman by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. This was one of the first hero books that Matt and I bonded over, actually, like traditional yeah. hero books. Yeah, we um, bonded with our wieners out. Yes. And just talked about Batman and whacked off. I mean, that's what bonding is, right? <laughs> you, just, you just gave a definition. Uh, but it's while this run had its ups and downs, it had one of the strongest starts ever to a Batman run that I don't think we'll ever see replicated ever again. The Court uh, of Owls was... Uh, one of the greatest yeah. things that's ever happened in Batman comics. And history. I loved Death in the Family, the Joker storyline that followed it, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was amazing. Um, I loved uh, the Zero Year, too. Yeah. With the Riddler. And the, yeah. And the Zero Year was great. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Well, the stuff that dropped for me was like the whole Jim Gordon, Batman, like mech suits storyline with like the ones oh, I didn't so really care mean, for. like the last third of their run? Yes, but I thought it ended pretty strongly uh, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, it's... But the art is amazing on this. Kapoor's art is great throughout the entire thing. And like we specified this run because Snyder's done a lot of work on Batman pre and post his New 52 run. Uh, but this was just so good. After we compiled our lists, I think you and I both went and looked at a bunch of top 10 lists. I actually went and looked at a list of top 10 artists. Uh, several of yeah. them. And Greg... <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> well, technical difficulties. Matt, it's getting emotional. Yeah, I was choking <coughs> on, emotion. on who knows what. Uh, Greg Capullo is on every top ten list for comic artists. Fair. I mean, that's more than fair. I would not agree less. <laughs> um, <laughs> jumping into our number eight uh, is Black Hammer Universe, I'll say the Expanded Universe, uh, yep. by Jeff Lemire uh, and so many others. And so many people have penciled and helped. Uh, written some of the side stories as well, too. Uh, the only original art from actual comic books that I own, other than some Justice League panels here and there, uh, are from Black Hammer Justice League. Uh, I really I, don't like the Justice League that much, though, but it kind of sounds like I do. Yeah, I mean, there's Justice League always has amazing art like when it comes to it. It does. Uh, and we both love Jeff John's Justice League run, uh, which didn't yeah, make either of our lists, but it's probably the second best, no, third best New, new 52 run, I would say. Uh, but that's beside the it's point. It's easily a top 15 uh, new 52. <laughs> um, but this is just something that like Matt got on board for this like way before I did. And like, I was like, and I read the first trade and was like, I don't see what the big deal is until I got to like the final issue of the first trade. And I was like, okay, now I understand. And now I'm hooked. And I was actually reading Black Hammer 45 on the day we were recording this. And like, I look forward to these side stories in this universe and how I'll read these. And I know that they will have a payoff in the main storyline, even if it's only for a few pages or yeah. even for oh, a couple that, yeah. panels. Like it just makes it worth like, this is how you build like a new universe and have it expand and grow. Uh, like I compare it to like invincible. Uh, Robert Kirkman had, I want to say like 21 or 22 trades, like over a hundred and like 50, 60 issues. Uh, 25, like 25. Yeah. 25 yeah. Trades. Uh, and he created a rich universe, but like, Lemire's approach with these side stories is really unique and something that I really appreciate Dark Horse doing. In my opinion, and I I could be wrong, I don't think I am. I don't think comics has ever seen anything like what Jeff Lemire is trying to do with his Black Hammer. It is well. I mean, unique. you could you could argue that like the start of comics with like Stan Lee creating the Marvel Universe. Uh, sure. Yeah. So so what you're yeah, saying yeah. is this hasn't been done since comics was created. The closest I would say for like modern comics would probably be Hellboy with BPRD, Ape Sapien, and Lobster oh, Johnson. Oh, that's a great point. But also Dark Horse book as well, too. All, yeah, also Dark Horse, we're, we're allowed to do whatever the fuck you really want yeah. as long as it's within reason. Yeah. And Hellboy's not going to be in our list, uh, although Hellboy and Hell did come out within the last decade. Yeah. 
But um, like Hellboy just been out for, and we, we both love it. Like if Hellboy started it within this decade, it definitely would have been. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not pulling any. I'm sure the Hellboy movie will be our number one film. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely on our top ten list for yeah. sure. Um, it was a movie that came out this year. So our number seven book of the year uh-huh. uh, is one that I think we ranked higher than a lot of people will likely end up. Uh, but I know a lot of people love it, and we both did. It was. Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Osha. Yeah, before we talk about the book itself, the reason that we have some of these books ranked higher uh, is we didn't read every single book that came out by every independent uh, comic writer. Yeah. Uh, on Basically, what Matt's saying is we ignored all the crap and only read the good stuff. Uh, we didn't read everything that came out from Fanographics. Every yeah, only the third good or stuff is what you're month. saying. We only read the good stuff. We didn't read everything from first second that came yeah. out every seven or eight months. Like we don't waste our time with that stuff. Like it's <laughs> we really unless you want to know free stuff, then you know. I, I would lo- I would yeah. absolutely love if Fanographics sent me all their new stuff. I would review it to the T and give it an honest, great opinion because their stuff is wonderful. But that being said, we're not going to have all that indie shit in in our stuff. Image and Dark Horse are kind of as far as it goes. Yeah. So I want to say, like, what's amazing about this book, I think you'd agree, is that it makes you care about Hawkeye. Like, nothing, like, I don't care at all about the MCU Hawkeye at all. Nope. Uh, but I love this Hawkeye. And it made me care about Kate Bishop, uh, too. Yep. Uh, the art is incredible throughout the entire thing. I, the pacing, this, the storytelling. This book has me excited for a Hawkeye book that hasn't come out yet. Their Hawkeye number one comes out this coming Wednesday. By Matthew Rosenberg, uh, and we will talk about it soon. But I did not give a fuck about Hawkeye yeah. before Matt Fraction wrote about it. And now, like I've devoured every like Kate Bishop story that's come out like afterward yep. too, uh, and they've all been really good for the most part too. So like this this book built something, created something for Hawkeye that other writers able to build off successfully, which I think is a sign of a great run. David Aja is the artist on this. Yes. How much do you attribute uh, to him? Uh, Fifty percent. Like I think it's a pretty fair split because like the way he divides the panels, the storytelling and the pacing, like it creates a sense of flow and action. Uh, and it's his style is so unique that it just works so well without making it seem cartoony. Making it, it gives it, it adds it creates like the sense of depth that works well with Fraction's writing. Matt Fraction is one of the treasures of comic books right now. Just putting it out there. So our number six book uh, of the decade. Of the decade, of the last whole 10 years. Yeah. Is Southern Bastards by Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. So this is our yeah. second Jason Aaron book. Look at us go. We are some Jason Aaron whores right here. Uh, we are. Uh, <laughs> it's, I think part of this too is just like for us, like part of it, it's an amazing book, but it's like a regional thing. Like we grew up in areas where like high school football means way more than it should. Yeah. You know, people that are way, are way, way into it post, post, well post their high school years. Yeah. I'm from Texas where after I left high school in the preceding six or seven years, the team won four na- or four state championships. Uh, Alex is from a uh, school that went to the national or the state fucking championship here recently. And you know what? Like it's a massive fucking deal. Everybody in your town is excited when you're in the South. Football is God down here. Yeah. It's it's a whole different beast. And if you're from anywhere but about four or five states, this book probably doesn't resonate I think as highly if as If you're from it does. the South, 
Like, I mean, that's basically like yeah, it's sure. the title. Uh, Georgia, but, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure people like in like Florida and like Big Ten country uh, will like understand yeah. too as well. Oh, absolutely. In, yeah, that, yeah, in yeah. the in those rust belt. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. I mean, uh, but yeah, it's just something that I, I think for that reason is why it appeals to us so much. And it's it's not like and this is not like I'm saying like this is a pro. This is not Friday Night Lights. This is like the dark side of Friday Night Lights. Is yeah. This is Friday Night Lights uh, meets the fucking mob, basically. Well, our but num- on meth, yeah, <laughs> the our meth mob. Number five book is, in my opinion, the most important book of all time. Uh, <laughs> Deadly Class by Rook Remender and the excellent Wes Craig. Uh, uh, Alex, where did you have this book ranked on your? It was top? my number one book of the decade. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and rightfully so. It is punk rock. They go to ska shows. They murder people. It is Buffy and Harry Potter meets uh, a punk rock band with. A lot of I don't want to spoil, it, but a lot of unexpected twists that happened at the end of each story. Emma line Watson is not in this at all. Uh, thank goodness oh, I saw the bling stars. ring. Uh, it's there is this book is like everything I've didn't know I wanted in a comic until I got it, and I started reading it. This was just digitally, like I just haven't parts so like 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 recommender. And then I I never had regret for not buying a comic until this one. In fact, I remember. When this first came out, the local guy, the comic shop I go to, recommended this book to me, and I was like, "Who is Rick Recommender? Who is Wes Craig? <laughs> this, this is pink. No, thank you. Put it back on the shelf." Actually, I think my one is light blue, but I was it like, uh, "And I was like, no, thank you. Hand me another copy of Deadpool, please." Uh, uh, and which I loved, but and I've never had such regret. Now I own the hardcovers of it, and I check every day for volume three of the hardcover to come out, even though I'm current with the book. It's just so, it's just so amazing. It's it's a very good book and Alex's favorite book of the year. I got to meet Wes Craig and got a drawing from him of one of the characters in this book. Don't regret it. It is the only non-major character that I have any art of. So if that says anything, it should say a fucking lot, I think. Uh, but this book is wildly cool. Uh, and to say a book is cool to me means a fucking lot. This book is cool as fuck. There's not many books out there that talk about actual comic books themselves. Um, and, and this seems, book is not afraid to mention. It doesn't it. seem forced either. Like it seems organic within the world. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And it just is a amalgamation of so many different tropes and genres uh, that you absolutely have to check it out. And it's got something in it for everyone, which is not something very many books have for, going for them. So our, and, and like you said, Rick yeah, Remender. Yeah. Holy shit! Since then, what do we have from Rick Remender that you and I both love? Seven to Eternity, one of the yeah. smash hits of the which decade. just ended too. I don't think so. It did. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, I'm because I'm pretty positive it didn't. Um, we're gonna fight about this off air and look up some stuff. Um, Fear Agent. Um, low. Low. Death or Glory is out right now, and that's uh, one of his big ones. Remenders, X Force Run, Remenders, Venom Run. Oh yeah, his Remenders, X-Force Captain run America Run. Incredible. On a lot of the lists um, that I looked up. After we compiled our lists, uh, Remender's X-Force Run was on a ton of those. Rightfully so. Uh, our number five book or number four? Number four. Four. Uh, book of the year is Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Gerards. Yep. Uh, it's way less punk rock. <laughs> uh, but it's still, this book, I think, looking at our list, it's probably the second most like emotional book uh, uh, out of all the ones on our list. This is going to be our most critically acclaimed book, I think, that we're going to talk about. Yeah, this or one other one that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you're right. Um, but this is on just about everybody's top 
10 yeah. list of the decade. Uh, rightfully so. It makes it makes you care about Mr. Miracle in a way you, you didn't think was possible. It, a lot of people didn't even know who this character was before this book. In fact, as we're talking about this, there's actually, and we didn't mention we have Greg Capullo art up here, but there's uh, art panels from an actual page from Mr. Miracle hanging up on the wall. Yeah, uh, Autographed by Mr. Gerard's and Tom King. Uh, it is, of course, Dark Side eating a vegetable tray. Uh, <laughs> and that's a very tense, serious moment. Uh, and it's, 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 it's funny that you brought that up because I actually spoke with Tom King in New York about this. Like I had dinner with him. No, I just talked to them at the fucking Got steaks at Peter Luger's. <laughs> I, I got this print. It was pre-signed by Mitch Garrens and I had it signed by Tom as well to give to Alex. And when I handed it to him, he just laughed. He said, this is one of my favorite, uh, pages I've ever written. And there's no dialogue yeah. on it. It's just dark side staring, dipping a carrot in a veggie dip. Into ranch dressing. Into ranch dressing. Yeah. And then putting it in his mouth and then just like chewing it. Yeah. And that's it. It's ridiculous. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And a book that's not known for its humor either. But like this book is just so. Batman kills babies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's That was the working title of this book. <laughs> DC shut it down for some reason. Probably because they were like, Tom. Batman doesn't appear in this in a single page. And he's like, so I know what he does in Gotham. I want to plug my other book I'm working on. Yeah, so uh, if you're into what everybody thinks is great, check out this book and be on the lookout for Strange Adventures from the exact same fucking team next year. Uh, our next book is easily our funniest book uh, of the year, Sex ah, Criminals by yes. Matt Fraction, we mentioned. It and, made our top three. And, and Chips and Good. RSD. That makes yeah. me very happy. Uh, it's a book that we can't go into too much detail about because if we do, we'll have to put a not safe for work label in this episode and ban it from any family family friendly feeds. But this this series is coming to an end soon, sadly. Uh, is it really? Yeah, this year. Or, sorry, 2020. It's going to end. Uh, so one more arc, I assume? One more arc, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's there's just nothing else like there. Basically, it's about two people that have powers whenever they have sex, and Make they time. and they use that to uh, rob banks. Rob banks for good. They're basically they're basically like Robin Hoods. Yeah, yeah, sort of sexy Robin Hoods, uh, but that have relationship problems. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and are hunted by sexy evil Robin Hoods. Yeah, yeah, sexy time yeah. cops. Yes, uh, <laughs> it all sounds very plausible. Uh, this is being another rights brought to this. I would love for this to be a TV show on this HBO Showtime. Be the most insane. Uh, it's got to be on Showtime. I don't think you can put this on HBO. <laughs> it can be on Stars. <laughs> yeah, stars, stars would do it. Yeah. Stars would do it. Yeah. Stars would fucking yeah. do it. <laughs> so, uh, Epic needs some more hits. <laughs> uh, our next book is our newest book that's on our list. This is how incredible this book is. Yeah. Uh, House of Power of X by Jonathan Hickman uh, and Pepe LaRoz. We've how you say the artist's name. Yeah, House uh, of X, Powers of X by Jonathan X Hickman. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan uh, Hickman X. There has never been, in my opinion, I know people are giving me an X-Men book like this. Nothing that's going to change the status quo so much at this one. I mentioned how Matt that's Fraction. That's a, a X-Men slut. Yeah. Alex is actually wearing a shirt that says X-Men slut on it yeah. right now. Uh, it, it, it was sure I got married in. Uh, <laughs> it's I mentioned earlier how Matt Fraction, David Aja's Hawkeye, like set the status quo for future Hawkeye books going forward. I think for the, all Avengers, honestly, but. this is setting the status for all X Men books 
now. Like it's yeah. it's completely changing the landscape it's of what we're currently second. seeing. Yeah. And it's and so far it hasn't produced anything bad. And we're seeing major changes in books that should be like side books. Like it's this is how like Matt mentioned for Black Hammer, how we haven't seen a universe expanded like this for a modern comic. We haven't seen a universe expanded like this for one of the two major companies like this. Here's here's one thing, and this is just the the actual comic book buying market. For a book that costs less than eight dollars, uh Batman Dan immediately started going for fifty, sixty bucks. Uh for a book that cost under five dollars, Powers of X number two immediately started going for about forty bucks. That's incredible um, for him to do. Absolutely wild. That is yeah. how in demand and hot this fucking book was. And rightfully fucking so. There And w- the reason that the DC book, the Batman Dam, went crazy was because Batman's cock was in it. Yeah. Powers and House of X yeah. number two went Shows because it was one of these. Zero nudity. Fucking Despite all the letters written. Matt writes to the editor <laughs> that they refuse to publish in the letters. Jonathan the Hickman, end. you can use my penis as a model. I don't care. Just put it Here in. Here are po- several Polaroids from different <laughs> angles throughout the years. <laughs> I, P.S. I need those back. <laughs> For reasons. Okay, so let's get to our number one book. Our number one consensus book of the year. Uh, How do you feel about this being our number one? I'm, f- I'm fine with it. Like, like This book has made me tear up. So like, if a book makes me do that, I- I'm okay with if it. If a book makes you emotional, it should be yeah. in the top five probably. Uh, it's Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, we've talked about this book a lot. Just to, we, haven't, we haven't done an episode about it, but so we, we, we just talked about it. Because, so yeah. much. I gave the entire collection to my brother for Christmas. I hope he – has he read it before? No, okay. he's not. Yeah, yeah. So I hope he devours that thing. Uh, I gave him that in Mr. Miracle, and yeah. I said, you have to read either the first three trades of Saga or Mr. Miracle. <laughs> he's like, I read Mr. Miracle. Uh, it was really, really good. And I was like, now read Saga. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you're not done. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so fucking yeah, done. Yeah, class is not dismissed. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest things I've ever read it, in comics. It's something I can recommend to like everyone. Like, I don't care what genres you prefer, like what whether comics is a medium you like or not, like it's so good and so amazing and only gets better with every single story arc. There's never been a book that after one single issue has made me just stop and think. That's something that like actual yeah. books do. Yeah. I, after I read a certain chapter that happened to me like eight or nine times after one fucking issue, just, I just sat down and was absolutely floored by the writing. Brian K. Vaughn is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, Fiona Staples was number one or two on just about every uh, top comic artist list that I saw. And I'm sure Matt's like me to where we are hitting refresh every day to see if there's new news about the yep. story series coming back. They are now hiatus. over the year mark yeah. on, on their time frame. Just sitting on their piles of money. Which yeah. is crazy because I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. It's been over a year. Yeah. It's and they the said worst. it'll be at least a year, and yeah. now here we are. Yeah, and we waited for a surprise announcement, and we got nothing. Got We're all just holding on to our plush crews, hoping that like any day now we'll get some news about it coming back. What's your favorite bit about this kind of comic, or this comic specifically? Uh, I think it's just how there are real stakes every storyline. Like 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 yeah. anything can happen. Any character, no, no character is safe. There there is no status quo. There's no going back to normal, and there doesn't seem to be like a true in like a true like set goal in game in this comic that seems feasible because there are setbacks every storyline that that make it seem like 
oh crap, they just conquered this, but now this is happening. It doesn't seem like it's forced or anything. It, it all seems, seems natural. insurmountable. Yes. And somehow they, they defy odds and they're able to take care of it. There's been no other book where two of the four main characters have been able to die in back-to-back fucking issues yeah. and just leave you absolutely destroyed with your heart melting on the floor. And they do that so often. Yeah. There have been so many deaths. Love nothing, basically. Yeah. All this book has taught me yeah. is nothing good happens. Oh, here's a new here's a new main character. <laughs> oh, you're going to die two issues, I bet. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. It is nothing but heartbreaking yeah. and beautiful. And the, the more I talk about it, the more deaths that I think about that impact to me and were absolutely profound in this comic. And I've never felt that in any other book yeah. that I've read. Well... I think we're going to end on that note. That's going to wrap it up for this week's Henchman of Comics. Cool. Uh, if you haven't Tell, read any of those top 10... Go read you, Saga you, for you, the love of fuck if you haven't. Really any of them in our list. We would obviously recommend. These are yes. the top 10 of the decade. Uh, next week, we are going to jump into numbers 10 through 6 of our top uh, new comic book TV movie slash whatever of the year. Yeah, and this is our, our favorite thing that we do every single year. And... Get ready for me to be absolutely hammered, smash, wasted because I like drinking a lot during these things, and it's a marathon recording. That is true. Yeah. Uh, we just listened to Cold Beverages by G Love and the Special Sauce. If you're <laughs> in the background, uh, that's you can't see with G Love. Uh, but let's go about this week's Henchman of Comics. As always, you can email us at Henchman of Comics at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and wherever books are sold at your local borders. <laughs> For Henchman Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm uh, G-Easy. Henchman and Easy. Fuck it.